0: Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm luckily joined by both of my co-hosts, Alex and Peter, for today's episode. They, uh, Peter is back, and we are excited for him to be able to join us to recap the quarterfinals and semifinals of the Euros and also preview the final Italy versus England. Peter, you predicted that Italy or that Italy would make it all the way through, um, but you did not want England um, to win. But they were able to Um Unfortunately, uh, for Alex, I have no problem with it. I think it's actually just funny uh, that both of you guys complain about the it's coming home. Um, But, you know, football's coming home. It's coming right, home. Stop! Stop! It's stop! Home. You gotta stop. It's coming. <laughs> Football's coming home. It's coming. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Keep- okay. Anyway, Josh, uh,
1: I'm glad to be here. I'm just gonna stop you there. You know, I'm good. It's good to be back. So uh, yeah, let's get just get into the first topic straight away. Right? Haha.
0: Wow, just full-on cutting me off. All right, yeah, so I'll do my uh, Sports Center recap of the, the Euros for anyone who missed it, which you shouldn't have because there were really good matches happening. A lot of them going to extra time, showing that I think these uh, were the nations and teams that should have been left here. Um, but yeah, so let, let's. I guess we'll do that. And then obviously we stopped after the goalkeepers and defenders last time for the final season player rating. Um, so we'll, you know, be able to kind of get that and uh, do the, what is it, the uh, midfielders and forwards for that? Okay, ESPN. Let's do it. Uh, a Sports Center quarterfinals. Spain won in penalties, three to one against Switzerland. Italy beat Belgium two one, which is a big upset. Denmark beat the Czech Republic two one, and England dominated against Ukraine four 0 Semi final, we had Italy and Spain going into penalties. You have um, Italy won four to two in penalties. England beat Denmark two to one, which leaves Italy and England Sunday three p.m. here. That's what eight eight right? Yes, eight p.m. Um, in the UK. And um, yeah, I mean that's the finals. You guys can recap whatever you want to do. I'll sit here and. Um, and chill for a little bit. Then I'll I'll, I'll throw my thoughts in, but I got to let you guys go.
2: And also one second before Peter goes, also the Copa America matches. We're having the final today as you're listening to this, Um, 8 p.m. EST, midnight for everyone in the UK. I don't know what time it is local, but I know what time it is here and in the UK. Um, And that would be Brazil and Argentina. So that's definitely a game we're also going to want to keep an eye out. Can Messi win his first international trophy? And really, you know, kind of end the debate between him and Ronaldo, because that's one of the big things that all the Ronaldo supporters say, uh, you know, why uh, Ronaldo is the better player. We're not going to get into it. Personally, I don't really care. I think they're both great. and I think we can just, you know, enjoy them all while they're here. We don't need to fight over who's better. Um, but yeah, the, so Argentina beat uh, Colombia and Brazil beat Peru um, to make it to the finals in the Copa America.
0: I just wanted to say one thing. Sorry, Alex.
1: Okay, on to my recaps, guys. Let's go. Um, So I'll start off in the semifinals um, and go back to the quarterfinals, I guess, and I'll start... I guess i will start with the England game, just because it's a great transition from you playing the song. After, at least you didn't sing it again. I mean, it is much better when you play it instead of singing it. But uh, as the so England obviously played Denmark. Denmark probably the biggest Cinderella story. I was rooting for them, as I think most people were, unless you're from England and were supporting England. But I usually like rooting for teams like that who make a Cinderella run like that. But obviously, it didn't work out. Uh, I think. Me and Alex basically agreed uh, after the game that that should not have been a pen. And I'm not saying that England did not deserve the the win, because they did. They most definitely did. England were the much better team that game. They deserved to win, but they didn't deserve to win in that way. I feel like I've said that before in a Chelsea game. I don't remember which, but earlier, a different podcast, they got a bad penalty, and they won on a penalty against Chelsea, and I said the exact same thing. They should have beaten us, us as in Denmark, but they got a bad call, which won them the game, which shouldn't have happened. I think it should have gone to Pence, which who knows what would have happened. England probably are the better team at taking penalties, but Casper Schmeichel did save a penalty in that game before Harry Kane obviously scored the rebound. so... Who knows what would have happened, you never know. But it didn't happen, England won, they onto the finals. And I'll say now, in the finals, I'm going to predict England to win. Because I don't want them to win. But I, when I predicted England to beat Ukraine, uh, they ended up destroying them. So I'm trying to do the reverse jinx. So I'm trying to jinx England winning so that they lose. And that happens, which is what I want. But, on to the other game. Italy-Spain. Um... It was just a good game in general. I want to play, point out uh, two players, obviously, Gisa, uh, just a very, very young, very, very good talent, scored a great goal. He's done very, very well for Italy this entire tournament. Uh, he's just very talented. And similarly, Pedri for Spain, I think he's, what, 18, 19, very, something very, very young, but he was arguably one of the best players for Spain on the pitch. Uh, he's just a really, really good player. And then on to the quarterfinals. I already mentioned how uh, England like destroyed Ukraine when I predicted them to lose. So I, I jinxed that. Uh, I'll take one for the team on that one. Denmark beat the Czech Republic. I think that was a very good game, personally. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think Patrick Schick showed a lot. And I hope uh, when he goes back to Leverkusen for the club season, they actually give him some game time. Because this season he obviously didn't get much uh, for Leverkusen. But I think he showed enough talent that he deserves to get at least some. Maybe not start, but maybe get at least some because he's very talented. Probably still. I'd say his goal is probably still the favorite for goal of the tournament right now. Uh, Belgium, Italy. Hmm, what do I want to say about this? Uh, I'll just say Donnarumma is very, very good. In this game, he made so many, so many good saves. Uh, PSG signed him for free he was obviously a target for us for a while but he probably is getting paid like absurd amounts of money so it probably wasn't worth it but i mean he's very young very talented very very good goalkeeper the future in italy is good hands they have a bunch of young talented players uh, like also barella chiesa and Don just to name a few and then spain switzerland i do have to say that i think spain got bailed out that switzerland were not good at pens because I think they got very lucky. Switzerland, they didn't take their pens well. But Switzerland were even worse, which was hard. Because they, it was one of the worst penalty shootouts I've watched. But Spain ended up winning. I'd say it was a deserved to win. But they almost lost and they got lucky there. Gone through everything, named a few players. So now I'll send it over to you, Alex.
2: So for me, I just kind of want to talk about the semifinal matches. You know, both were kind of in, you know, these when you get to this late in a competitive competition, you're kind of pragmatic. Both these games really showed that, you know, especially Italy, Spain, there wasn't much in it. um, And obviously, that's the reason why it went to penalties. England, Denmark, you know, you know, wasn't exactly, you know, it was definitely a soft penalty for Sterling, but England did deserve to win. So, um, you know, they are through to the finals. And yes, Josh, please never do the rendition of the It's Coming Home song ever again, please. Um, That really was just an awful experience. I hate the song already, and just you singing it was just it was just it just topped it off worse. Um, and then for the final, Italy England, I have I'm gonna have it one one extra time. Italy win it in extra time, two one. That's my score prediction. I'm and sorry. Co- did you
0: say you <laughs> wanted to hear it again? Is that no, 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 no. no I'm so, it, okay. No. okay.
2: Okay, okay. It was so good. I I just wanted to hold it in the first time. Um, And for the Copa America game, I'm going to go 1-0 Brazil to win it. And I sadly think Messi will not get his first international trophy. And that is uh, pretty much all my predictions and recaps. Peter hit most of it. Um, Josh, do you have anything else before we go to the final uh, player rankings? we got the midfielders and attackers to do today.
0: I would love to sing the song again, but I just can't embarrass myself. And I'm actually surprised I pulled that off without a voice crack um, because I'm – I have a cold, so I was like, Like it was marvelous, I think, that I was just able to, my voice was able to withstand that, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so Italy, I think Italy wins, um, I think they just have looked so good, uh, especially recently, I know England, you know, they gave up, what, their first goal in the entire Euros, um, you know, uh, in this past game against Denmark, but I just, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't see it not going to Italy, and I, I would like to see. I, I just kind of troll you guys, out, you know, Alex and Peter. I, I really do troll you guys with the "it's coming home," but yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I feel like the big thing is, you know, it's the hope that kills you, uh, is is a big thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. England fans, I feel like, are a little bit arrogant. Uh, but when, when it's coming home thing, so yeah, we'll have to see. But Italy, okay, my score prediction. I'm going to go 2-1 uh, Italy. I don't want to say extra time or non-extra time or penalties or not penalties, but I just think 2-1 final score Italy wins. And um, yeah, I mean, I think we can go to the player ratings, uh, the final season player ratings, unless you guys have any other comments. If you do, raise your hand. But if not, let's just move on. Um, oh,
1: Peter, i forgot i needed to say my exact score because all i said was that uh i was going to predict england to win for the reverse jinx so by my logic right since i predicted uh ukraine to beat england and it was 4-0 if i then say let's just say england will win 3-0 then it basically should be like an italy win like 12-0 or something so you know that's about how it works so England 3-0 no win. That's my prediction. Even though I don't want that to happen and I hope this is jinxing it. But no no. I guarantee it now England are going to win 3-0. No. Watch, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it, I guarantee it.
0: Your reverse stuff is so weird. Like I still If
1: it works it works, but it probably won't work and it's going to end up back fun. But we'll see. We never we never know. Oh. Forza Italia.
0: <laughs> okay we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on now um let's start out with our first midfielder uh and funny enough this is the guy who will be playing and most likely starting in the match uh, unless anything happens on sunday and that is Jorginho. and i will start off by immediately saying Jorginho uh is going to yeah he's had his ups and downs yeah you know it's whatever it's been some places that we haven't liked. I don't know where I'm going at. I think Jorginho has to go in great. I, I think there's nothing else but great that Jorginho goes in at the end of the season or this whole season for Chelsea.
1: I mean, you have to agree. He was, like you said, he wasn't totally consistent at all times. I mean, he had some quite bad performances, but he also, for the most part, was a key uh, key player in our team who basically drove our the, the way we kept possession. He played very well for the most part, obviously had a few mistakes, like in the Arsenal game, basically scoring an own goal, but for the most part, very, very good. Uh, he also showed his class during the Euros, he's been one of Italy's best players, obviously that's not part of it, but I just wanted to throw that out there too, I think he definitely is to go in great.
2: So for me, you know, this is a difficult one, right, because you're really only thinking of the Tuchel era, not the whole, you know, you have to remember that, you know, for over half the season, Frank Lampard was in charge and that part of the season happened. So for me, you have to remember that Jorginho started off the season extremely poorly. Yes, he had a sensational end. I'm going to put him in above expected. I don't think I can put him in great. I don't think altogether he had a great season. I think he's a great player. I don't think he had a great season. Um, Next up, N'Golo Conte. I think he was in great. uh, Obviously, he struggled with injuries in the beginning of the season, and uh, you know, really found his form, and I think he goes in great. There's no question about it for me.
1: Well, I have to say, by your logic about Jorginho, uh I can't put Conte in great because you have to look at the whole season, not just a Tuco layer. And I mean, though it was basically all because of injuries, he didn't get much game time, and when he did, he really Conte couldn't really do what he usually does. But if we're just uh, two goal error obviously in great. But because he basically didn't play at all during the first half of the season, I think I have to put him at, above expected. But similar like you said about uh, Jorginho Alex, great, great, great player, but an above expected. Well, it's not even above expected. It's great, but the injuries knock him down a level
0: for me. And Golo Conte goes in great. Uh, I think there's nothing else to say. And. Yeah, he, he's just a great player and a great personality, obviously. Um, so uh, the next one for, I don't know why, we're going by ESPN rosters and they have Christian Pulisic a, as a midfielder. Don't know their logic to that. Um, oh no, but I guess because they put like all the, the wing uh, you know, attackers at, at midfield. So maybe it's just me, uh, except Kalamans and Joy. I don't know, it's like a weird thing. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start doing two and one. So Christian Pulisic for me, I would say it goes in above expected and uh no no sorry I'm changing it midway um I'm probably gonna have Christian Pulisic as average because I just I don't know he didn't he was injured again this season he did not go you know we thought we would completely expand after last season had a really good second half of the season after the covid truck and I don't know it just didn't really work out um came off the bench. He was a really good player off the bench, but okay. Let me move on to the second player. Christian Pulisic was an average. Next player up on the list is Mateo Kovacic. Kovacic, above expected completely. I don't know if I can put him in great, just because I don't think he was great uh, as Borginio was, but definitely above expected for Mateo Kovacic. For
1: me, I agree with you about Christian Pulisic, Josh. You kind of basically summed up everything. I think he has to go an average because, like you said, We after he played so well during the second half of the season after the COVID shutdown, everyone expected oh he's gonna be our best player, the new Eden Hazard, but then he was injured again, and then he was injured again again, and he showed he definitely showed flashes. Like you said, he played off the bench, he showed a bunch of flashes, he played well. But I mean coming what we expected of him and what happened were vastly different. And so I think I have to put him an average for that. And then Mateo Kovacic, um, it's tough to put him between great and above expected because I feel like you could put him in great because when he played, he was very, very good, but he did not play a whole lot because obviously I believe he also got injured and then Conte and Jorginho kind of took over his spot, so he didn't really play much. So it's kind of like like I said about Conte. I think I have to put him in above expected, too, even though he did have a very, very good season when he played.
2: So, Christian Pulisic, for me, I agree with you guys. Average Mateo Kovacic, I have him in above expected. Um, I think he was really good towards the beginning of the season. Kind of fell off a little bit towards the end. Had a couple injury issues. But, yeah, I think above expected is a good place for him. Um, and now to the next two. Mason Mount is in great. I think that's undeniable if any of you don't. You know, have Mason Mount is great. I don't know what's wrong with you. Mason Mount has been great throughout this entire season. Um, and Hakeem Ziyech, for me, has been average. You know, he hasn't gotten the most opportunities, but I think average is a good word. He's had his up and ups and downs. Uh, obviously, some really great performances against Man City. But other than that, he really didn't do much throughout this season.
1: I completely agree about Mason Mount. Argu- well, arguably, he was probably most definitely beside, no, I'd say definitely a player of the season, definitely the best player, was most consistent, played so much, played so well, obviously, I'd say Conte could also be up there, but he just didn't play enough, Mount was so consistent, and was such a good player throughout the entire season, he's obviously in great, but then Hakim Ziyech is a tough one, because I think you can put him average at most, and I could see, I could definitely see arguments about putting him even lower, because... Like you said, Alex, he had a few good performances against Man City, but he also didn't play a lot. He showed his he showed a bunch of promise during the first few games of the season, but then he got injured, and then he really didn't play as well as he did at uh, those first few games again. So I think, especially with all the hype around him and the new transfer coming in, obviously, I think I have to put him in below expectations uh, because I just think... I think we expected him to be this kind of, like he's called the wizard who will basically control everything and give us this creativity and flair, which he did, but he didn't do it as much as the hype lived up to, which is why I think I have to uh, put him at below expectations.
0: Peter, our first below expectations um, in the actual whole listing so far. So look at you being the the bad person in the group. Um, We'll have to see if anything else comes from that. So for me, uh, yeah. Uh, Mason Mount has been great, um, and then Ziyech has just been average, like nothing too crazy. And Peter, I could definitely put him in low expectations if I tried, but I, I think it's I think it's okay, like it's not the end of the world leaving him an average. But I guess we'll have to see, and hopefully, he's better next season. Next to, um <laughs> Kai Havertz. So for for me, I would say scored the scored the game winner. Am I going to have to factor this into my entire season ratings? but he did score the game winner in the Champions League final and the winning goal um mm, wasn't above expected so i can't even say that wasn't th- he was average yeah he was average i can't like i can't say anything record signing record money scored one huge humongous goal that will go down chelsea history yes we're talking about an entire season he was average come on um, uh, Peter, I know you're not going to like to skip this one because you like your young talents on Chelsea, but I think uh, Tino Andrian, we, we kind of had to skip. We can't we can't give Tino Andrean a rating. He didn't play uh, enough to do that. Hopefully next season, though. Tammy Abraham, another player that I don't even know if I could rate him, but played enough, I guess, to give him a rating. I'm just going to say average, maybe below expectations. But Tuchel didn't even give him the chance to play where I don't even feel comfortable giving him uh, below expectations. So, yeah, I'm going to give him um, both average, both average, Havertz and Abraham. Okay, I think average is the most you could probably give
1: Guy Havertz because he had a lot lot of expectations, and he definitely didn't do above those expectations. He didn't have a great season. I'd say he had an average season. I think it's tough on him because he obviously got COVID, which kind of derailed his whole season. And you could see towards the end of the year and then during the Euros how he played so well, what he actually is and not what he was while he was still recovering from COVID because obviously he got that bad, bad, severe case, which basically threw him off everything. And obviously his first year in a new country, new team, he has to adjust to everything. And I think he began to show towards the end of the season. Obviously, scoring the Champions League final goal, he basically gave Werner the goal in the uh, semi-finals against Real Madrid, where he chipped it over the uh, chipped it onto the crossbar. I think we saw what Kai Havertz's potential is, but it is a season review, not how good of a player I think he is and can be. So for that reason, I have to put him an average. And like you said, Josh, I agree that we probably can. not give Tino Andrin a rating. But I will anyway. I'd say it'd be above expectations because, like you said, he didn't play much. But he played enough that you're contemplating giving him a rating, which is above expectations because I don't think anybody expected him to get almost any game time at all, especially not playing a Champions League game. Although it's against Krasnodar, who aren't obviously aren't the best opponents, it's still a Champions League game and he's still got game time in that, which is very impressive. And then Tammy Abraham... I think you have to put in an average, i I put him in below average, but like you said, he got like five minutes total during the entire Tuchel era, so I don't really feel comfortable putting anything lower, but I definitely can't put him higher because he didn't have that good of a season.
2: So for me, Kai Havertz, again, it's an unfair one, Peter mentioned this already, you know, the first half of the season, you kind of have to take for granted due to the fact he had COVID. You know, it's difficult, but he has to stay an average for his expectations, for the fee we paid for him. If you're talking the last five weeks of the season, then I'd say above expected. But we're talking about the whole season, so I'm going to keep him an average. Tammy Abraham, I'm going to have uh, in average as well. Just, you know, you know, didn't get his fair shot under Tuchel, but uh, didn't really have much to do uh, or didn't really do much throughout the season. One player that's not on the list, actually, um, that you know, we kind of need to talk about because obviously he's not on the current roster anymore as a loanee to Norwich City. Billy Gilmore. Um, if we're gonna rate Tino Andre, and I guess we'll rate Billy Gilmore, or at least if Peter did, Billy Gilmore, I think was a average this season. I think he has a lot of high expectations. I think he was solid. I think he's in between average and uh, above expected.
0: I was just gonna say, Alex, you're still. It's July. It's it's uh, July tenth. And um, you're still using the COVID excuse for Kai Havertz. (laughs) I remember you were using the COVID excuse for uh, a long, long time when Havertz uh, was not playing well and you're still using the excuse in July on how we can't give him a higher rating than average. So
2: No, no, no. I'm saying like in the first half of the season you could I mean I get the, I, get That's doing, what I'm saying. I get it cuz we're I get it cuz we're doing <laughs>
0: player ratings, but it's still just funny though you're, cuz you're using it as an excuse cuz you can't give him higher ratings because it was an unfair season. It's just funny. I'm just, okay. I'm just Oh I'm my just... god.
2: Jeez, bro. Hater.
0: Hater. Hater. Uh-huh. Okay. Um next to Let's do... uh, Don't
2: forget Billy Gilmore. Don't forget Billy Gilmore. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but I'm not... Okay, Billy Gilmore... Don't you
1: dare say you're not going to give him a rating. Okay, you
0: better not say that. my god, Peter came in loud on my headphones there. Um, I'll give him a rating. Um, I just didn't feel like we needed to give Tino in a rating. Gilmore, it's average. Peter, freaking give him great, I'm sure. Um, But anyway... Uh, Let's go on to the next two. Timo Werner and Olivier Giroud. Uh, Werner, again, average. If you guys have him anywhere higher than average, I swear. No, no, no. Below, yeah, this might be the guy I give him below. No, average. It, it It was debatable. Like, maybe this will be the guy that I give below expectations. But I... I don't know. It's fine. I'll just put him an average. Um, but he was also below expectations. I got to stop. I got to stop. I'm sorry. Below expectations, not for Timo Werner. Probably Olivier Giroud average. Again, didn't get play time under Tuchel a lot of the time. I got to stop talking now. Go ahead.
1: Okay, Billy Gilmore. Like, I wanted to give him a rating because I think you have to give him a rating because he just was very good i will not give him great because i don't think he should, deserves to be up there with the great even though i do love him and i think he will do very well at norwich but i think you can you should definitely put him in above expectations i don't think you can put him in average because if it's above expectations what did you expect him to do you didn't expect him to come in and play against man city and get a man of the match performance you didn't expect him to play uh, in the Champions League and get a man of the match performance. You didn't expect him to play in the FA Cup and get a man of the match performance. I think you have to put him in above expectations. Uh, but that might be a bit biased, but I definitely do think he should be in above expectations. But moving on to Timo Werner, there's no shot you even thought about putting him in below average. He'll let our team in goals and assists, let our team in penalties drawn. I don't care how many big chances he missed. Sure, that I if he scored those big chances, he'd be in great. But I think you have to put him in above expectations because he led our team in goals and assists and he won the most penalties. He set up the Champions League winning goals uh, with his run. He was basically set up a bunch of goals. He was great for spacing. You just had a good season. I think you have to put him in above expectations. And then Olivier Giroud, you have to put an average because uh, you could m- make a case for him to be above average if you. Don't really count any, because he didn't get many uh, games under or many minutes in general under Tuchel. But I think you have to put Olivier Giroud on average. But Timo Werner definitely should not be anywhere close to below average.
2: Get ready to gasp. <laughs> I'm going to have Timo Werner in below expectations. Listen
1: to <laughs> No! No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Hey,
2: Let me explain.
0: No, no, me- no, 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 no. Alex did it for me. That's why. He knows. Thank you. One of Alex, us said, do "Don't it. explain it." No. you're gonna make yourself sound worse. You're what? gonna make yourself
1: sound more stupid if you <laughs> try to explain it.
0: But Peter, it's not below average. It's below expectations. You're telling me we didn't have expectations that he went below them? He he led our team in goals
2: and assists. That's that is above with, expectations. With, 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 and, all right, all right, with, all right. Listen, all right. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Timo Werner, not it wasn't below average. He was below expectations. That's the category we have, and that's where I'm putting him. As the top or second top goal scorer in the Bundesliga, netted 30 goals a season in the Bundesliga. You would expect him, my expectation would be for him to net 20 to 30 goals in the Premier League. At least around 20. And him have this and to have the same amount of impact that he did in Germany, the same amount of, you know, just not not missing as many chances. Timo Werner was an important part of this team, but he wasn't, he wasn't above my, or he wasn't average. He was below my expectations. I expected more from him.
0: And Alex, how many did he have in the Prem? 20, 30 goals you expected. How many goals did he have in the
2: Prem? Six. I Six.
0: Six. He had 6 goals and 35 appearances. So yeah, he yeah, led our team in assists, I, let our I'm team. I'm not
2: saying he's bad. I don't think he had a bad season per se. I think he's below the below expectations expected. that were set for him.
0: Thank you. And, that, and
2: before that's... I before I go before Peter goes and, you know, decides to kill me. Olivier Giroud for me, I'm going to have him in above expected. I, again, another little bit of a controversial one. I think he when he was called upon played extremely well. He scored critical goals for this team, especially in that Champions League uh, round of 16 game with that bicycle kick. He scored crucial goals throughout the Premier League season, especially when Timo Werner was misfiring. I think he was an extremely important part. I think he goes in above expected. I'm ready, Peter. You may go.
1: There's no way you put Giroud in a... Above expectations, but put Timo Werner in below expectations. That that that. that. Yeah, I love Giroud. Before I prefixed it, I'm prefixing this with that. I love Giroud. Uh, I'm a French national team supporter w- in tournaments like the Euro, so I love him. He's obviously uh, France's second leading all time goal scorer. He's very good, Peter. But
0: Peter, what? could we could we just because there's one player left. Could we just no. run through this really no, no, quickly? No, 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 no no, 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 no. You can go. Then you can go and do whatever you need to do. But Fine. I think, thank Fine. you. Okay, guys. Uh, Callum Hudson, adore Where would you put him? I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go average. Just real quick.
2: Average. Peter.
0: Average. Okay. I think... Average. Yeah. No. No. You think what? Go ahead. Sorry.
1: You could even put him below average because I think. There was a lot of hype around him as a youngster, so I think there were some expectations, but he kind of got put off because there were so many transfers, so he's kind of in an overloaded position. But he did very well to switch positions. He got some games at wing back, so average, I think, is fair.
0: All right, now you can continue. That's,
1: yeah. Okay, perfect. So, as I was saying about Drew, second all-time go-score, I love him, love the French national team, but he did not step in and help much when Timo Werner was misfiring, I have to say. Because if he was, then why isn't he above Timo Werner on the goal-scoring charts? Um, But, no. And I completely agree with you about the Champions League bicycle kick, but you cannot put someone at above expectations because of one goal. That's like putting Kai Havertz in above expectations because of his Champions League finals goal. But that's just uh, that's just showing how your grading system is a bit off which is another point so you're clearly not accurate in this representation so I don't think your uh, below uh, expectations can be counted because clearly you're off on other things but even more even more I completely lost my train of thought when you interrupted me to talk about the other players so now I'm kind of uh, thinking I'm stalling but um, Timo Werner, Warner um, below expectations yes I he scored 30 goals in the Bundesliga. But you cannot tell me you expected him to come to the Premier League, where no offense to the Bundesliga—I think they're a great league. I love, I, I enjoy watching them. But you cannot tell me that the Bundesliga and the Premier League are on the same level. You cannot say that. And so, expecting him to have—I quote—I quote, I quote you—to have the same level of goal-scoring ability, switching from the Premier League to the or the Bundesliga to the Premier League, and expecting him to score the same amount of goals especially in his first season against tougher teams, uh, is crazy to me. I think, you're, I think you you deserve to put him in below expectations, but I think that's because your expectations were very, very stupid, and your grading system is bad.
0: So. Just, just to defend Alex, though, he did say that Timo Werner scored 30 goals a season or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. he thought that he would score like 15 to 20. He did adjust what he expected. He said 20 to 30. Actually, Alex, let me. I, 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 would,
2: I would say twenty. Twenty is what I would have expected from him. Okay, and I would have put him about fifth in the goal scoring charts. Right, uh, that's what I would expect from uh, you know a signing that we spent big money on. Maybe not big in comparison to Kai Havertz, but still big money to score a decent amount of goals. Com- considering how many he scored in the Bundesliga, in the Champions League, it's not like he just scored goals in the Bundesliga. He scored in the Champions League. He hardly scored in the Champions League either for Chelsea.
1: I actually, I think he scored. Uh, he did score for in the about. I would not be surprised if it's close to the same amount for Chelsea versus Leipzig in the Champions League for when he's played in them. But I, I think twenty is also still way too inflated because a new team, new manager, new country, uh, new league, everything that you have excuses for and that you say about Kai Havertz besides COVID can apply to Timo Werner, except you expected him to come and basically be similar to himself and bang, 20 goals a season in a new league, go fifth in the uh, goal-scoring charts in his first year, Uh, when he's also... I don't think you expected him to... Especially when he was playing in a... I mean, he wasn't really playing at striker. That was... He was more playing as a right-left-forward once Tugel came in, too, which already means he isn't going to score as many goals as he would. But he did get the assists, hence why is the leader in goals and assists, hence why. And also, if you count penalties won as assists, he's even higher in the list of goals and assists, which I think every single one of the penalties he won will score a goal. So there's basically an extra seven, eight assists right there. I think... you. Can't I, I'm going on way too long about this rant, but I just don't think you can put him below expectations. But you can, because your expectations were way too high. But he had a great, uh, great, no. He had a solid season, and I think your expectations were just way too high, and that's on you. And that's that's why I think you should put him in average, because he had an average season, but your expectations were just way too high.
0: Okay. Um, Alex, I'm sorry, I'm not going to let you respond. we got to wrap this one up. Uh it's go okay. F- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, we could talk about it in the future. Go follow Alex on Twitter at Anorienth23. Go follow me on Twitter at Josh 29 Go follow Talking Blues on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Talking Blues podcast. We will have our Euro final recap and reaction next week. Um and talk about whatever transfer news is, you know, happening with Chelsea. Maybe some other stuff. We'll we'll try and figure it out. Maybe another Chelsea trivia. Um, we'll throw that in there as well and, uh, see what happens, but we thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, an ending that you'll probably remember for a long, long, long time, especially if you're us three, I think we'll definitely be able to bring that up, uh, again, again, um, for, for a while. Um, but thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time on the talking blues podcast. Welcome to the all eighties movies podcast. I'm bill.